we love cake so much we decided to make it a full-time business for me sammy and me bronya join us on our journey of discovery as we meet fellow cake professionals artisan cake makers and home bakers who will give tips and advice on the business of cake making podcast glitter included follow us on instagram and listen to us on spotify itunes podbean or wherever you listen to your podcast sign up to our newsletter and visit the blog at daisycakecompany.co.uk Rachel Waring is someone who I admire greatly, and I know Bronya does as well. Rachel really has her shit together and was one of our first guests on the Business of Cake Making podcast back in um, 2020 when COVID and lockdown had first started. She's been on a massive creative journey with her podcast, uh, The Business Proposal with Ellie. Uh, She's got a wedding styling business and a lifelong love affair with the platform Pinterest. Um, She has a course course and one-to-one training in producing creative content. And that's what um, we're going to be talking about today. Hello, Rachel. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh, thank you. That was such a lovely intro. I loved it. Uh, thanks for having me back oh you're you're very welcome very welcome um we always start with an intro so um could you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you've been up to since you last came on the podcast yes so yeah so I can't believe it was that long ago it doesn't feel like it does it (laughs) mad (laughs) I think yeah um so yeah what have I been up to as you said um got some courses (laughs) that's probably the main update um so I now am I I call myself a creative consultant now I'm Mm -hmm. still sort of working out I would say I'm in a real like transition phase of my business at the moment where I'm I obviously as you know I think I spoke about Pinterest last time when I came on yeah Um, yeah so I have been doing a lot of Pinterest chatting but also a lot of other stuff as well so like you said creative content marketing in general launch marketing creative direction that kind of thing so I'm really sort of like finding my way in this new in my new sort of labels I guess um (laughs) And yeah, so that is me full time now. I actually don't do weddings anymore um, because I was loving doing this so much that actually after the P word, um, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I'm not actually going to pick it up again. I really, I've been, it's been a joy working with other small businesses. And actually, as I was doing it, I was like, this is what I'm meant to be doing. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And it's funny when you find full-time. that group, find that place yeah. that's that's you that, yeah, it's totally yeah it just feels right (laughs) yeah (laughs) so when you when we chatted last time which was I think right in the early stages while we were all in of the pandemic um we we did chat about Pinterest because that was like your main thing and everything but you like you say you do so much more than that now um you are an expert in content creation and content marketing um um I've done one of your courses um which was amazing which hopefully we'll chat about a bit later um so what what is content marketing can't even say it what is content marketing and how can we all use it to increase our brand presence 
Yes. So I feel like content marketing is one of those things where people just hear the word content and they think Instagram. Mm -hmm. And that is, it's been really interesting for me actually working out what words to use. It's all part of this, you know, creative puzzle of how to describe yourself. And the way that I think about content is basically like all the content that you put out on your whole online presence. So from Instagram, Instagram's part of it, but also if you have a blog, if you have a podcast, um, if you have, you know, YouTube, TikTok, um, basically like anywhere you are putting content on the internet, that is content marketing. And I think so often we get stuck on you hear content and you're like, yes, my Instagram feed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah reels, that, my God, reels. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think yeah. actually when you start looking at content marketing in a more holistic way, which is what I really love talking about with like a cross platform approach and, you know, a bit more of like an ecosystem, that's when it can start making a massive difference in your business. And it doesn't have to feel like you know, content with an eye roll, like, oh, I've got to do some content. <laughs> Doesn't have to zap all of your time. Yeah. And I think that when you can, weirdly, actually, when you can have a more multi-platform approach, it kind of, it is, you have to spend more time on it in a sense, but also it doesn't have to be like using the same amount of time that you use on Instagram in other places. It yeah. actually can make everything feel a little bit more sustainable for you because you're not having to rely on this one place that kind of zaps everything out of your soul. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sammy loves a bit of social media. Oh, it's my favorite. <laughs> <It's> not. <laughs> many, many cake makers, and I'm sure other small business owners seek Con content creating as a thing they have to fit into their day um, and you make content creation look fun <laughs> you do. um how do you how do you do that and what do you recommend we do to bring some fun into our content creation rather than seeing it as a chore which I do <laughs> <laughs> yes I think part of it is firstly finding the bits that you actually do enjoy doing and if there isn't any then I think there's a bit of like experimentation and maybe some you know like skills oh, some skills building to do so that it doesn't have to take so much time and energy yeah. um because you know we're all starting from scratch right when we're do we're not trained necessarily in video content or like we're not videographers yeah. yeah so I think sometimes what we what we sometimes expect of ourselves with business owners is like really really challenging and we expect ourselves to just be able to be you know professional content creators yeah. before we've even learned it so I think that's the first I've, I feel like I've done like 10 points already but the first stage <laughs> is thinking about the bits that you do enjoy already and then skills building in the in the areas that you where maybe you're not enjoying it um, and knowing that you don't have to do it all as well I think what can be a really useful approach to find more fun in it in the whole process is knowing that some things you just won't it won't be for you and it won't be the best yeah place to spend your time mm. and some things you'll start really enjoying and you can start leaning into the things that you enjoy more of um and I think when you start with that you can start adding in more stuff as you go uh but I think we often we leak so much time doing things that aren't really working for us and it can that's that's when the fun gets zapped out of it yeah, <laughs> yeah it is that that thing you spend all that time doing something and then you actually see the engagement on it you go 
well, why, why did I bother doing that one yeah. thing? And like you say, if you're more multi-platform, then it could be that that one piece of content could get so much more engagement somewhere else. But you're concentrating on that one. Th- it's I don't know. As humans, we always concentrate on the negatives, don't we? Let's face it. It's like that's not getting any engagement. <laughs> that's not getting any likes. Um, and it, and, and you just sort of kind of go, right, I give up. I'm not doing it again. <laughs> Yes, definitely. And I think that's such a good point about, you know, putting all of our our effort into this one thing. And then when it doesn't do well, being like, no. And I think one of the things that can ease the pressure on your whole content marketing strategy in general and your content creation is when I when I create a piece of content, I don't think of that as like one post. I -hmm. think of it as one piece of content that is going to get loads of mileage for me. So at the very least, if I do a video, for example, a short form video, um, so a reel, basically, if I'm making a reel, it is never just a reel. It is also an idea pin or it also goes on TikTok. I'll probably also post it twice as well at some point I'll also probably use some of the footage of it if it's you know um something that's like a bit of a compilation of other clips I'll probably use those clips multiple times in other things as well as like little mix and match montages I'll even link to my posts like a reel if I did a reel and I think oh I'd like some more eyes to go on that I'll put a little link to it at the bottom of my email so oh that's a good idea Yeah, I just think it's, it's, we need to think of our content as like each idea, you just want to squeeze all the juice out of all of your ideas. (laughs) And I think if you feel like you're on like a constant treadmill of content creation, and it feels like you're just constantly creating and it's not really giving you much back, usually to me, that's an indicator of a few things. One of the main ones is that you're not using each idea enough and you're not squeezing the juice out of it enough because no one ever sees everything you post, you know. That's true. We all know that, but sometimes we forget. (laughs) We we actually think that everyone is seeing everything we do all the time. So why are they not loving us? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah, yeah, I actually put a poll on my stories a few months ago about, um, I think I, it was a poll about what percentage of your audience tend to see your stories. Um, and I, you know, I put some options and I had yeah. multiple replies in DMs saying, do you know what? I've actually never thought about this, but you're right. Yeah. Uh, they, they hadn't even thought about the fact that not everyone sees your stories and actually it's probably one of it's one of your most engaged audience places which is why it's great but it's also one of the smallest percentages of your audience that you can probably contact less than 10 percent or something like that oh yeah like something it's it's not a lot at all when you look at it yeah that I think mine mine as and it's almost as your audience grows the percentage goes down as well like mine can be anything from one percent to you know five percent like it really it's it, and it depends, you know, obviously, if you, if I put Sassy the cat on there, yeah, <laughs> it'll, always, yeah. <laughs> it'll always get some more. But yeah, it, it really, I think a lot of people, it's really surprising how small that percentage is. Yeah. And we, we sort of, what we can do sometimes, again, this is the classic thing of like focusing your attention all in one area. If you're spending loads of time posting on stories and you're spending loads of time making them perfect and making them look good and you're like on there all day and then it's like, I've been on Instagram all day and nothing's <laughs> happening, but you don't realise that 10 people are seeing your stories. It's yeah. like... <laughs> <laughs> Which would just be actually quicker to phone them all up separately. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, so video is one of your big, big things. And actually I saw the other day, you said something like um, 
you didn't have any pictures on your camera roll. It was nearly all videos yeah. on something, <laughs> yeah. which I thought was just hysterical. I thought, yeah, actually that, I can see that. Um, so you do a lot of videos and it's something that you do very well and you love. Um, a lot of us cake makers, we have spent years and years getting photography right, you know, getting yes. the setup, getting the lighting, getting the background, all that. We've we've just spent so long doing it. Um how do we move on from that? Because <laughs> you know, that's not enough anymore. That's you know, that's not good enough for us anymore. So how do we adapt from the photos to the videos without suddenly learning a whole new skill set to to get this through? Yes. Yeah, I love that. Um, it's, this is what I'm about to say sounds really, really obvious, but I'm going to say it anyway, because I think, again, it's one of these things that we often forget. Video is just a moving photo. <laughs> 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 your tea out. You know what? <laughs> okay. I know, I know it sounds so so obvious and so simple, but I honestly think sometimes, and I totally like. I know that sounds like a bit cheeky, but like sometimes I think we think of this. We think, oh, it's this whole different like yeah. thing with all this different tech and yes there are different things obviously you know I'm being a bit facetious um, <laughs> there are little things that, that are different but if you think about like video as just a moving photo I think what that does is it helps you get out of the mindset of like oh I better take a photo and just like hit the record button instead right. so there are lots of things that are the same skill set with video as with photos. So the lighting, um, like com composition, styling, all of that stuff. Um, there's like setting up a good video shot is very similar to setting up a good photo shot, but the difference is that it's moving. Sorry if you can hear Ceci scratching the <laughs> floor in the background there. She's she usually one of our dogs. It's fine. <laughs> She's very passionate about video, just like me. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so I think that hopefully maybe may, maybe makes it a little bit less intimidating. Yeah. And I think it's just about one of my other favorite things to say about video is getting into the practice of documenting, not creating. So rather than setting up yourself for a video and then being like, right, it's time to take a video and yeah, you know, that's, doing that's it specially. Me. That's what I'm like. It's got to be just right. How's the camera? It says all yeah. set, it's all clear. So yeah. Yeah, exactly. But if you just get into the into the habit, and I know it's hard to get into this habit, but just getting into the habit of documenting what you're doing anyway actually a lot of it just comes with with yeah. that practice. Um and just knowing that actually one of the good things that's come out of, you know, the rise of video, especially short form video in the last few years, is that people are actually way more interested in seeing a bit more authenticity. And it doesn't mean that you have to be like, here's my messy desk or like, you know, <laughs> but you can do that. It's not like you have to purposefully be inauthentically authentic, <laughs> if that makes sense. But yeah. you can show up how you are a little bit and show a little bit more about the behind the scenes. And it doesn't have to be as polished, I think, yeah. as, you know, I guess like 2016 Instagram. Like that yeah, was very you know, I was much, just, you know, Yeah, and people would actually they would design their grid and everything and they, yes, exactly. everything had to look right for the, the top nine squares. And, and do you know what? I'm so pleased. I don't have to think about that. Do I do like every other post in a different color? And it's like, yeah, I just, I'm, I'm, I feel relieved that I don't have that pressure. 
yeah, on me totally. to, to make my grid lovely. It's like, oh, for yeah. heaven's sake. <laughs> the amount of time I used to spend looking at my grid and being like, oh, I've got this post to do, but that doesn't go with the one before it or the one under it. Like, oh, what a waste of time. It's so boring. <laughs> Whereas now it's like a breath of fresh air. It's just that we yeah. just put out what what there is. Yeah. Definitely. So, um, I mean, I, I know what you mean though. So I, but I, I do a lot of recipes and I video a lot of the recipes that I do. Um, and I do feel sometimes like um, it kind of streamlines me in what I'm doing. Whereas before mm. when I was doing a recipe, I would, I would weigh everything as I was going, but now I have everything to the side, ready to go. And then everything can be made and done really quickly. Cause like you say, it's that documenting thing, but because I don't want to keep stop starting my camera, cause that's just too much of a headache. I have everything organized now. And I feel, <laughs> I feel like yeah. it's actually, it's actually made me work more efficiently. Cause I know there's a camera watching rather yes. than you, you know, do you know what I mean it's not oh, yeah, like definitely. scary anymore it's, <laughs> it's, it's like when you have a time lapse going and it makes me work quicker as if I'm doing a time lapse like I'm like, <laughs> it's yeah. like no the camera's gonna yeah. do that <laughs> um, so moving on to style and content style um you have your course be the art director of your own brand which Bronya has already raved about on the podcast previously I have um can you outline what content style is and what are the elements we should think about when we're looking at our style Yes, this is a fun one. So I love this. I think this is one of my favorite things to chat about. And I think that, again, going back to like what makes content fun and how you can make it more fun. I think if you have a really clear vision and a really clear handle on what your creative content style is, it makes everything else a lot easier. Because if you know the key things that make your content you, you don't have to keep making decisions every time you create something. Mm. If you've got like a set visual style you've got stuff to work with um so maybe it might be helpful to talk through I can talk through my visual content style if that helps yeah um so an example for me is I have a very colorful brand I just that's kind of natural to me like I I just like a lot of color um (laughs) so I my visuals are very colorful and vibrant so an example of how that comes across in my content is I won't use black and white photos for example Mm -hmm. in my content or black and white video just because it's not that I don't like them but it just doesn't work for my for my style so that's just like a rule that I've got um and there's some other little indicators that I have that are sort of specific to me so I've got the colorful thing the other thing that I love is paper so I've always been really passionate about paper that's sort of a hangover from my set design and my wedding styling days and something that I have kind of learned through you know doing a lot of is actually I I often go back to the my own um exercises from the be the art director of your own brand course like I often go back and do it again um because it's just it's actually just my process that I use yeah but I basically sort of looked into the things that inspire me and took little things out of that to create this style that is like recognizably me and one of those things is the use of paper so even though 
my as a you know creative marketing consultant there's not really paper doesn't really have that much to do with what mm. i'm doing necessarily but it is a little visual element that i can bring in so for example in my graphics sometimes i have a bit of like torn paper on the edge yeah. uh, i also have like occasionally when i have time i'll do a, like a paper art animation to illustrate a point uh i don't get as much time as i'd like to do that kind of thing because it is time consuming but that's just the kind of thing that i enjoy doing and again it's just like bringing fun into it for me uh so yeah paper is like definitely a little theme i can bring in and also this one's harder to explain, but I really like surprising and um, immersive sort of design elements. So an example of that is I did a shoot a couple of years ago, which actually is all to do with the visuals of the course. Um, and I've absolutely rinsed those images. Lovely Lisa Jane, <laughs> photography, did those. And I've just, she must get so bored of me tagging her because I've just used them <laughs> on repeat for like three years. Oh, it's Rachel um, again. <laughs> yeah, oh, here she is. She's like, oh, I rue the day I did that shoot. <laughs> But I've got a sort of part of that shoot. It's like some pictures of me, but also I had, um, I get, I made some props basically. So I had paper, paper squiggles coming out of paintbrushes yeah. and, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And it's having, if it would have been really hard for me to do that shoot if I didn't already know my visual style. So yeah. I've got, you know, those rules. It's got to be colourful. It's going to have some paper involved. And I like sort of like surprising, you know, playful design elements. And those three things really help guide me. So I'm not starting from scratch every time I yeah. do anything. I feel like that was a right old waffle, but hopefully no, no. <laughs> it makes sense. No. I've, I've seen some of those um, animes with the, the little squiggles yeah. and stuff like that. <laughs> you, you're yes. talking a lot about bringing fun into it. Is that important to you that it is fun and it's not a chore? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. 100%. I think it's funny because I often have to remind myself that people don't find this area of business fun because <laughs> I I really do genuinely enjoy creating content and I don't and it wasn't always like that as well like it's not like I you know started in my business and straight away I was like oh I'm really good at these things and I love it it's it's just through practicing it and finding my own way of doing it and I think when you do find that I think especially when you're a creative person I don't see why once you've got the skills, I don't see why the marketing of your business has to be this thing that's, you know, it's not like it's always fun. Yeah. But it, to me, I think if you can, if you can find as much creativity in that arm of your business as you can in the in the other stuff, right. it's going to help you so much in growing your business. Because really, a lot of the time we're spending more time marketing than we are yeah making or doing or whatever yeah. our service is or product <laughs> yeah and that's the norm that's what we can expect so why not try and make that area of your business as creative and fun as possible because otherwise you've set up a creative business to you know have a creative life I guess one, that's one of the reasons and if you're spending most of the time doing marketing and you hate marketing and doing the content it's like oh it's it's sort of yeah. not not enjoyable yeah. And yes. I, I mean, you know, before we started recording, we were talking about accounts and things like that. There's enough boredom in small businesses, <laughs> yeah. isn't there? You know? <laughs> Don't add any more boredom to a small business just yeah. to make, make it fun. Exactly. Yeah. Like I'm not, I'm not about to say that emails can be fun. 
Like answering emails, oh, I'm, sometimes it's they're a nightmare. Fun. <laughs> sometimes they're fun. When you open them and you've got an order, that's the oh, fun yes. bit. <laughs> yes, yeah. Oh yeah, if the if the subject of the email is fun, definitely. But yeah, managing my inbox is never gonna be something that I'm like, can't no. wait to do that today. But I do think there is possibility in content. If yeah. you think about content as like a creative project, I think there's there's so much more scope to make it more enjoyable. Yeah, I love I I love that. It actually make it part of your creative process, make it part of your creative business. Um yeah, and it's not just about getting the cakes out the door, it's about making content out of your create cakes. Yeah, and and making it pleasurable to look at. I I hope that makes sense to you. <laughs> yeah. That if if you look at if you've done something and you don't like what you've done, you don't feel good, but if you like what you're looking at, it's going to make you feel good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the thing. I think that's exactly why with the, with the course, that's why I called it be the art director of your mm. own brand, because mm. we are our own art directors in a sense of, you know, especially if you're if you're designing cakes, you're art directing cakes every yeah. day. It's the same, it's same, it's very similar part of your brain, but it's just a different medium. That's how yeah. I see it. It's like another art form, but just in a different medium. Perfect. Perfect. Right. So mm. when I did your course, I came away um, with... It was literally two sheets of, well, it wasn't two sheets of paper because they're not paper. They're actually on my screen, but that's how my head works. So it was like <laughs> two, two sheets with my complete style guide. It was yes. absolutely incredible. Um, what What is a content style guide? You know, what are we looking for? I mean, obviously I don't need you to go into all of it because it took several weeks to get to where I got yeah. to. <laughs> to it. So, But they're like certain elements that are really important for for that style yeah so you might have seen visual style guides before you know I think they pop up on Pinterest a lot like they and they often it's what you often get delivered if you work with uh either a a styling professional or a brand stylist Mm. or a brand designer uh you will get like a sort of visual summary of your brand and it usually depending on who you who you're working with it will usually include like the fonts that you use and any you know like your logo and your colors and I think often when we think about your brand and the style of your brand as a whole often we think oh your logo and your colors and your fonts but that's such a tiny tiny part of it like it's a really really small part of your brand because actually it's everything that someone sees when they when they come across you online which includes your content so the the visual style guide that we work with is you do include you know your branding elements like your logos and that kind of thing but you also include like what's your video genre and like what's the style of video you you do and what are your what are the keywords that um evoke like what three words like descriptive words can you use that will evoke your brand style uh how do you want your ideal customers to feel when they come to your to your online presence that kind of thing so it's basically almost like a, a visual guide in a couple of pages like you say or your screen and you can look and it's like that sums up my brand that's yeah. and it's you know it can have a little mood board on there as well and that kind of thing you just look at it and you're like that is me that's my brand and it's it's amazing actually because I I and I still work to it every time I still refer oh, I to it that. a lot um and I do look at it and think yeah that that's me in two pages that is everything I do and the other thing um though that I found is that there were certain parts of the, the process that were quite deep thinking it was yes you know I thought oh this is going to be all fun and oh, it's not that it wasn't yeah. fun but it's yeah, yeah. I thought well, this is going to be like airy and, and easy but there were some things that I really had to think quite deep about getting the right things 
onto those pages to really reflect who I was and what my brand was. Yeah, definitely. I think anything where you're looking at the clarity of what you're offering. I think often it's one of those things when you kind of unravel things and then it yeah. starts to unravel and you're like, oh, there's more questions here. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, yeah, sometimes it can be, you know, it's almost like you dive a lot deeper than maybe you would think you'd need to. Yeah. But from that, actually a lot of sort of gems come and it means that I guess the clearer the clearer you are on your vision and why why you have certain visual styles in your brand and in your content when you know the reasons behind it from that breeds confidence and I think it's so much easier to again it's part of that whole like showing up more and finding more fun in it if you know why you're doing it and you know all the reasons behind it it's so much it takes a lot of that fear and decision paralysis away I think um because yeah you don't have to constantly be like oh is this what you know you know why you're doing it yeah Yeah. um when when I first set up my part of um Daisy Cake Hampshire um I had um a chap come in and he like did my website for me and um when you look at my branding and everything it's quite male um, orientated oh, whereas now I think I've been working with women and it's definitely coming across more me and more feminine yeah. which is which is what I want so yeah I yeah. can see what, what you're saying is very important and, and looking at it loving it is um, yeah makes all the difference yeah definitely you want to be able to have when what you when you put your business out there online you the more confident you feel about it yeah the easier it is to shout about what you do because i think we've all had those feelings sometimes where it feels like something's not quite gelling and I, this is exactly what i've been going through yeah. at the moment where i know that there's like a difference between my messaging and what i'm actually doing and i know i have to clarify that before i can really go pushing on to the next stage Mm. and I think anytime there's little things that you're a bit unclear about or it feels like it's not quite gelling that almost comes across in your marketing Mm. so when you can get back back and sort of really distill down what what are the things that make you you or your brand your brand it just helps yeah everything else just feels a lot easier I think yeah yeah I mean, it was it was like a few weeks of of deep thought. Um, yeah. <laughs> but what came out of it at the end? You're right. So much more confident, and and then every piece of content that I make or every little bit of photography yeah. I do, I know where I'm going with it. I don't have to second guess it, mm. and that's yeah. it's actually quite freeing in the end. It's 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 like six yeah. you know, six straight weeks of deep thought for a lot more freedom. <laughs> Yeah, I really remember your. You had a real breakthrough in your your pho- photography style. Yeah, <clears throat> when I think there was a point when you were sort of really trying to work out how to how to convey certain messages, and you came across a style. I think there was one where you wrote something in flower or something, and yeah. I remember it being like, "Yeah, it's the breakthrough. It's so good. I'm here. I've arrived. Yeah, yeah. This is so so you, me." <laughs> So you have your course coming up soon. You're going to relaunch that course, aren't you? Tell us about that. Yes. Yes. So in May, I don't actually have the dates yet because I was just saying before we we came on. (laughs) When we agreed agreed this episode, I didn't know that you were just about to relaunch. So this is just perfect timing. Oh, well, perfect. Yeah, it's perfect timing. Yes. Yeah. So it will be mid-May sometime and it'll run in mostly in June um so I'll also do I whenever I launch things I always do like a fun free challenge as well before um just to like yeah 
have some fun as well as, you know, <laughs> give people a bit of a uh, taste of what the course is like. Um, but yeah, it is a group training. So uh, you're with, sort of going along the process with lots of other people in the same boat. And yeah, the main topics we covered, I mean, we sort of talked about it anyway, really, but it's there's four, four different modules. Each one covers a different part of your visual style. So starts with the deep thinking bit, like you're saying, <laughs> <laughs> which is, you know, maybe a little bit more existential, but it's like diving into visual research and like working out those things that make you, you. And actually that work kind of carries on throughout. Like you really, it keeps developing, uh, but it's a lot of like looking into the, looking into your visual inspiration, which is very fun. Um, and then we cover photos and photo styling uh, and lighting and props and all that kind of thing. And video and then we go into sort of graphics and color psychology and stuff like that as well. So yeah, it's it's a real a real sort of visual mix of fun stuff. But the <laughs> aim, the main aim at the end is so that you can come away feeling like really clear, really confident, yeah. and like you're ready to step into that role as art director in yeah. your business. So yeah, definitely. It's so fun. I love it. It, it was. <laughs> I, I yeah, thoroughly enjoyed it. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and and now just for a, another little bit of fun, um, if you could do a video or a piece of content for any brand, who would it be <gasps> and why? Oh, yes, that's a great question. <laughs> that is very fun. Um, I feel like it would be maybe like a, a paper brand <laughs> like oh. maybe may, this is really like paper nerd but maybe someone like gf smith who do like the amazing papers like if i could do like a paper stop motion animation for oh, them wow. i would yeah. love that yeah. like they're, they're my favorite <laughs> ones to do if i could do more I, I really want to try and do more actual content creation myself for uh -huh. brands because i think that's what i really i love getting a brief and then being able to design I guess it's the same with cake making isn't it like the yeah. feeling of having a brief and working to that brief is so fun to me yeah so yeah I would yeah I, yeah I, the whole brief thing is quite it's it's an interesting thing isn't it I I like working to a brief but then being able to put my own spin on it if someone yeah, says same. to me do what you want oh yeah. that's just heaven <laughs> yeah that's heaven. really oh I oh, hate you prefer it. that Sammy <laughs> yeah I, I like them oh, to go I, I want something like this yeah do your thing yeah and, yeah, then, I, yeah. and then, I, then I'm like oh yeah unless it's a, a subject that I hate <laughs> yeah <laughs> then, then I get I'll get a blockage but yeah yeah I, I love just yeah. being thrown in oh see I like yeah. I like a little bit of restriction that I can maneuver within but oh, yeah right. I'm the same <laughs> <laughs> so if there's is there anything else that we haven't covered today that you would like sorry this is I've just thrown this in I realize I haven't put that on a piece of paper <laughs> that's okay is there, is there anything that you'd like to to say that we haven't covered today I feel like the main thing with any of this stuff is that we need to take our perfectionist hat off and I know I've just talked for ages about like being clear and you know stepping <laughs> into your art director role but I think the main thing to know is that it's it never feels done I think yeah. that's one of the things that it took me ages to learn that if you wait until everything is perfect and you've got your brand exactly how you want it and you've got your visual style completely nailed down before you start posting anything you'll just be waiting forever so yeah 
it's I think while we there's lots of things we can do to build our skills and also you know get more clear on what we're doing and refine it has to kind of also be a bit of practicing in public like we kind of have to refine as we go rather than completely tie everything in a really really neat bow and then go it's much easier to learn as as you go so I think where possible usually whenever people come to me with you know problems around content it's the same with pinterest as well the main issue that they need to get around is that they're either overthinking or stuck in perfectionism so right. i think they're the two that's the that's the barrier that if you can move through that barrier that will help so much that's interesting yeah that's really really interesting yeah and and I think, I mean, talking as like podcasters, I know you and Ellie have said um, on your mm. podcast before, you're like, please don't go and listen to the original, the early episodes. Yeah. I feel the same. <laughs> yeah, it's a similar thing, yeah. isn't it? It's like that, that everyone's learning all the time and you and will evolving. get better. Yeah, you will get better. Yeah. And you're, you're always better the next day than you were the day before, I guess. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And there's something about doing that in public and, you know, it, it, it's very hard to practice stuff in private. Uh, there's, there yeah. is something to be said for keeping some things to yourself just for your own enjoyment. But I think with stuff like content, it's so hard to to get perfect at it before you're posting because you yeah. just don't have the feedback and you don't learn what's working. So yeah, it definitely has to be a bit of tri- trial and error and, and yeah. you know, putting things out there. Lastly, so our listeners can find you. What are your socials, website, and what do you have coming up? Well, we've talked about what you've got coming up, haven't we? (laughs) You know what I've got coming up. (laughs) Yes. So I'm basically Rachel Emma Waring everywhere. Waring is W-A-R-I-N-G. Yeah, I'm on Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest. My website is rachelemmawaring.com. That's that's it, basically. That's You can find usually what I'm up to. In all of those places. <laughs> and you, of course, are one half of the business proposal. Yes. 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 Sorry, Ellie. I always forget <laughs> the podcast. <laughs> you can also listen to the business proposal podcast. <laughs> um, thank you so much for coming to chat to us, Rachel, today. Oh, um, thank you. It's been a bit of a, a mission getting you here, but we've got you in the end. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> We got here in, we got here in the end. <laughs> uh, and I'm so pleased we managed to get this episode out before you launch be the art direction of your own brand so that's perfect timing (laughs) so thank you so much thank you so much thank you for having me I love Rachel (laughs) oh she's just so lovely and she's she's not just so lovely she's just like so enthusiastic and so knowledgeable yeah I love I listening just, yeah. to her podcast as well. Yeah. Well, their podcast. Their podcast. Yeah. 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 No, yeah. It's, and they've had they've just had like a month off, and I'm like, oh, when are they coming back? When are they coming back? <laughs> but they're back. It's good. They're back. They're yeah. No, it's, back. Yeah. It's it's a good podcast. She's it a is. lovely lady. Yeah. And yeah. she's very good at what she does. Yeah. Very good. Very, Exceptional. Very good. It's been a pleasure watching her journey as well. Yes. Yeah. Did you know her when she did her wedding styling? Uh, I I can't remember. I think I was just like at the end of that yeah. part of her journey that I started so I've, um started watching or sort of like knowing who she was because the business proposal was all about wedding mm. wedding businesses. Um, and so I started listening to it sort of like a little while ago. And I think she was still a wedding stylist at that point. Mm. Um, I think I, I'm pretty sure I started listening um, around the time of COVID. 
okay that's when I really discovered podcasts yeah yeah but you'd been on yeah you'd been on them before that because you were always going have you listened to this and I'd be (laughs) oh podcast what's a podcast (laughs) people talking I don't listen to that (laughs) people talking but yeah oh right um so are you ready I am ready. Okay. It feels like I haven't done this for a long time, but... <laughs> da, 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 da. Product of the week, product of the week. I'm funking it up today. <laughs> product <laughs> of the week. Yeah. Oh, and a nice little bit of the end. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, shall I go first? Yeah, you go first. I'm just trying to turn my iPad on so I can find out where my stuff is that I need to do. Okay. You carry on. So, back in 2010, goes back through the mists of time, at Cake International, I think it was my first ever Cake International that I'd been to, I bought a tiny mini Lazy Susan turntable. Did you? Uh, Yes. So, (laughs) um, it's about four inches, a little round, tiny little thing, and I use it when I'm decorating a small cake in my workspace. It takes quite quite a lot. I'm just going to shut way. the window because it's raining really hard. Okay, you do that. Yeah, go on. Yes. Um, uh, so it's, it's like four inches. Yeah, it's a little tiny and, oh. and it's just flat. It's like a, almost like a little saucer. Is it like a cookie one? Yeah. Yeah, you can put cookies on it. Okay. I've, I've put actual cakes on cake boards on it. Oh, okay. Um and and I love it. And I used it the other day and I thought, oh, I have to, I have to make this product of the week. <laughs> so I went on because I like to research my products and, and, you know, check them out. But on researching this product, I found something way better. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think you can even get my product now. But, right. Okay. So the, um, the sugar post, I, I can't, I've written this down. It's the sugar paste mini non-slip turntable recommended retail price is 8.99 it holds up to 55 kilograms no it rotates 360 degrees it's approximately 10 centimeters in diameter which is about four inches yeah um it's oven safe up to 240 degrees oven why would you Why would you put a turntable in the oven? That's exactly what I've written. Then why would you put it in the oven? (laughs) (laughs) But um, I I haven't ordered one yet because I'm like, well, I've still got my other one and I use it, you know. Sometimes I don't use it and sometimes I do. Yeah, but can you put yours in the oven? No, definitely not. (laughs) It's like that hard, brittle plastic. It would just melt and disappear. Into a blob. So yeah, that that is a mini non-slip turntable. How how tall is it? It's only it's only about an inch. So things inch can't off. like fall off on um, the side. If I ha- if you put a mega big cake on it, there yeah. is it does have a wobble on it. But right. if you're doing a small cake, like a little six inch cake, and you you know you if, like me, I'm quite messy. I've got a minimal amount of space around me. <laughs> you don't you because i used to have the at the same time at that same cake international i bought a tilting turntable i I, I got rid of mine because my cakes would fall off yeah (laughs) because you'd have it on a tilt yeah and then as you turned it the the 
cake could just slip off the back. Yeah, yeah. Or it would tilt more than you. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, no, I think I you have to be one. one of those really neat, p- precise people to use one of those. <laughs> yeah. but the little tiny turntable, I love it. And you can't. Because the thing, the other one that I used to use, I used to use um, the IKEA one a lot. Yeah, I do oh like yeah, I've got one. The, I've got one of those. Yeah, now. yeah. But things disappear underneath it. Yes. You know? Oh my god, I hate that. I hate that. <laughs> and it's like, where has my Dresden tool gone? Yeah. And it's just yeah. slipped underneath it. But I suppose with like a teeny tiny one, nothing yeah. sleeping under, strip, slipping no. underneath. And it's lovely. Nice. And portable as well. So yes. I so guess. you can actually put it in your emergency kit to take with you. Yeah. Genius. Genius. I know. I know. <laughs> and, and the one I've got doesn't look very professional, but the new updated one does. <laughs> I, I highly recommend it. I still, I do still want to know who's putting a turntable in the oven, though. <laughs> what are you doing in the oven that needs a turntable? Yeah. And I understand putting one in the fridge because if you're, it's, it's a really hot day and you're working in the fridge or something. Yeah. Not enough. The oven. Enough. Yeah. Yeah, up to 240 degrees. So it's not like a cold oven either. <laughs> it's a bloody hot oven. <laughs> Ridiculous. Maybe we should write to them and go, why? Yeah. Just why? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just because. Maybe they're saying that on a, in a hot country, this is going to work in a hot country. Yeah. Mm. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe some people like to work in an oven. Maybe it's for... I don't know. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, macarons? Yeah. Nah. I mean, I used to work, um, when I worked at Freed, the point she makers, we had a walk-in oven. Because they, they used to bake the shoes. To make shoes hard, you know, the, the toes are made out of flour and water paste. And they used to put, like, racks of shoes in an oven. And you could walk into the oven. Yeah. Um, but... No I wouldn't want to work in there. You know, you put all the shoes in there, then you shut the door and then you turned it on. You didn't work in it, you know what no. I mean? Oh, my God, that'd be ideal scene for a murder. <laughs> he was yes. baked in the ballet shoe oven. <laughs> Obviously. Yes. Oh, it's a whole new Cluedo episode. Mm. Um, right, so mine... I'm going to go back to what we were just chatting with you with Rachel. And I know I have done this as a product of the week before, just after I did it, but I'm going to do it again because I think it's worth it. And that is her course. Yeah. Be the direct, be the art director of your own brand. And I know I did this last year after I did the course, but oh, it's so good. Mm. It is so good. Um, and it follows through on what we've done on the, the podcast today, talking yeah. about content creator. So I, I yeah. think it's a pers- perfect. Yeah product it's, of the week and it is it's such a good course you mm. i came away with a complete style guide for my brand and clarity in my head why i'm doing it mm. not just like these are some pretty colors yeah this is a pretty font off you go yeah you know and like you said with your brand you don't necessarily feel your brand in your heart because it's like no it, not, it's not what i said i wanted yeah. but now yeah. now i'm definitely getting that mm-hmm yeah and you feel yeah. a bit more yeah. oomph when you're putting stuff yeah. out and yeah and and so actually I did always feel a little bit embarrassed because people would go oh <laughs> <laughs> and I'd be like oh, don't, oh my stuff <laughs> don't, don't look like that <laughs> but even it so usually ahead of Rachel's courses she'll do like a three or four day 
workshoppy type thing. Mm. I would recommend if you can't afford the course, um, and she does things on the courses. She does. She usually does like payment plans, like over six months, over three months, so you don't have to pay for it all in one go. But if you still cannot afford that investment, at least look out for her pre-workshop because even that will help that will help you get a bit of clarity in what you're doing um and sign up to her newsletter and then she'll probably tell you in the newsletter when that's coming because it really just even freebie you'll learn so much and you'll feel so much better that's 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 my product what did i do i bought a course off them a trello course yes the trello course yes yeah i don't think she does trello anymore either i think they use notion oh yeah, I've I've used Notion. I have, I have a Notion cake planner that people can purchase. Oh wow! Yeah, maybe I'll have give you the link to it. Have you said it? <laughs> have you mentioned it before? And I've not. <laughs> oh yes, I I know. Yes, Notion. Mm. <laughs> so Notion is very similar to Trello. Yeah. Um, but it can't. You can work down the page rather than just Trello. You work on lists going across uh, yeah, the page. Yeah. Um. So Notion, you can work down the page. And so the cake planner that I did, you put all your cakes in at the top with the date order and then it proliferates it down into a calendar. And then from that calendar, it will proliferate down into that week or that two couple of weeks. And you can put in what you need to make, what you need to bake, um, what boards and boxes. You, and it all, and there's an, I did a little video that walks you through how to use it as well. And it's a mere £5 on our website. So I've just written down on one of my many post-it notes, but I love using, I love post-it notes. And um, when I get five minutes, I will be um, looking at that because that really sounds like my cup of tea. Yeah, it's, it's, I did it because I know that that's the sort of thing that I would, I use. And it's, I didn't use it in my business at the time, but it's the sort of thing that if I'd had it, it, do you know what, you know, when we used to sit down on a Tuesday morning and we used to work it all out, it's exactly that, but on a notion board, you know, you go through your orders, those orders you put onto a calendar, that calendar, you then, it goes into like a production list and yeah. And say near five pound on our website. Yeah. Isn't it funny how, um, like we talk about evolving all the time, but this this is kind of like another evolvement because um, I have Canva and I've always gone, oh, I, don't, I don't really like Canva. I don't understand I it. I love Canva. But I, the other day I sat down and I, I made myself concentrate on it. Yeah. And it was quite easy. <laughs> <laughs> Can, I, lo- I use Canva. Yeah, I've actually do. got the pro version of Canva. I paid for well, the pro I, version. I have now as yeah. well. Because and it's it's so good and the pro version you can have like and it, I did the pro version after I did Rachel's course mm. because you can have a little brand section you can have all your brand yeah, identity in it right. with all your colours yeah. and the fonts that you use and mm. and it's there just at the like your, your fingertips all the time mm. um, and I used to do graphic design that's what yeah. I used to do a lot of time I love Canva I think yeah. Canva is very underrated mm. yeah go use Canva go use Notion yeah. Make all these things work for you. Yeah, yeah. Dip your toe in lots of things. Find out what you like. Yeah, and then and then you know. And like like we were saying in in the episode with Rachel that being a small business is really hard work. And it's you know making cakes is like twenty percent of what we do. Mm. At least make the rest of it easy for yourself. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And enjoyable. 
Yeah. Because yeah. It, it does make a difference. I, I don't know who I was talking to yesterday. Oh, I've, I've had so many friends around lately. My social oh, life is you. just... Been, but, um, but we were talking about the fact that there's nothing worse. Oh, no, it's a couple of teachers I know. They were saying some one of their teachers comes in every day and goes, oh, back here again. And, and oh. they were like, what is the point of being a teacher if you yeah. don't like what you're doing? If you, yeah, if you're not enjoying yeah. it. Yeah. And, and I think that with any job. Yeah, with any job. You've, I mean, I know we would all rather be sat on a beach somewhere, but you know what? I think I'd get bored sitting on yeah. a beach all day, every oh, day. Oh, God, yeah. I'd be the person going, come on, let's do something. <laughs> let's make cakes. Yeah, <laughs> sandcastle cakes. <laughs> But yeah, it's you've got to enjoy your life. You're not on you're not on this earth long enough. You've got no, to enjoy that's what you're right. Doing. That's right. Yeah, happiness is right in front of you. You just oh. have to take notice of it. Oh, get you! <laughs> <laughs> you are on fire. Yeah. <laughs> um. Right. Okay. On that Dolly philosophical note. note. Yeah. We'll be off. Okay. Bye 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 bye. <laughs>